Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to and identity episode, we're going to talk about God's manifest presence, how to invite it into your life, and what the difference is between the omnipresence and the manifest presence. In addition to God's omniscience, omnipotence, and omnibenevolence, God is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere present and he exists outside of time and space. He is in all things and he is self-existent. That means he was, is, and always will be. He had no beginning and has no end. Psalm 139, 7-10 shows us his omnipresence. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the netherworld, the place of the dead, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. There are many, many Old Testament and New Testament promises that God will never leave or forsake you. These are all promises of God's omnipresence. God is with you and everyone Every creature and every star in the universe, whether you believe this to be true or not, has no bearing on the truth itself. God's omnipresence is not affected by you at all. He is there whether you know it or see it or believe it. Or And belief in that truth does not affect God's existence or his omnipresence. In the episodes about creation and in the Skeptic's Conundrum Part 3, we learn that God reveals his omnipresence with the fingerprint of God, the Fibonacci sequence. It is a pattern seen all over creation from the tiniest subatomic particles, plants and animals, and even the waves of the ocean and the vastness of outer space. You can see God's complex patterns in his creation. He's constantly looking and speaking at all creation, sustaining it. God's manifest presence can sometimes come on his terms quite unexpectedly. There are plenty of times in the Bible where the Lord reveals himself without us needing to invite him at all, without expecting it. Moses, for example, was minding his own business when his eye caught a bush that was burning and not being devoured. Then he heard the voice of God in the burning bush. Another example is in Daniel chapter 3, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into a fiery furnace, not getting burned, and there was a fourth member in the fire, the pre-incarnate Jesus himself. These signs, wonders, and miracles were all supernatural manifestations of God. God chooses to show up with his manifest presence to get our attention, to prove that he is real, and to draw people close to him. How do you invite God's manifest presence? Well, the answer is with praise and thanksgiving. Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with the song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, bless and praise his name. God loves when you agree with him. When you remind him who he is from the word of God and you begin to align with that truth and agree with it, he is moved to bless you. Romans 10:17 says, So faith comes from hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. When you hear yourself speaking 
praises out loud, you hear through your own natural ears, and God hears you, and so does the enemy. When you sow praise and thanksgiving, you reap God's blessings, his power, and his favor. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, For all these things are for your sake, so that God's remarkable, undeserved grace reaches to you more and more, so that people may increase their thanksgiving to the glory of our great God. Praising and thanking God through challenging circumstances shines God's light. No one takes notice when you're thanking God when things aren't going well, but when you can remind God who he is and others who God is in the midst of trials and have a heart of praise and gratitude, that shines a very bright light, and Jesus pays attention. Matthew five fourteen and 16 says, You are the light of Christ to the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let's take some time now to reflect on the definitions of thanks and praise. The Lord revealed that the secret to finding his heart posture of gratitude is to know intimately who he is and who you are in him. This awakens the highlights of the truth of God that are worthy of praising and thanking him. I believe this is one of the reasons that the Lord has me see him through the lenses of his names. God is too big for any of us to comprehend, and looking at him through smaller filters helps to make him real in those areas. For more on this, I'll include a link to the episode on the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. The Lord said this about this verse, I'm looking for people to bless, for people who believe that I am who I say I am and that you are who I say you are. What God is saying here is I'm looking for people that I can demonstrate my power to and strength through. I'm looking for people who are fully committed to me and trust me through the good and bad times, people who are willing to thank me when facing difficult circumstances are the ones I'm looking for, and when I find them, I bless them. There is a difference between my omnipresence and my manifest presence. My omnipresence means that I am everywhere present, yet I am more present in some places than others. What that means is that when you fix your eyes on me in praise and worship, it causes me to fix my eyes on you. This is my manifest presence. I share in a previous episode about God's glory and your anointing that God's manifest presence is the fullness of all that I am and my transformational power. So when you are looking at me, I am looking back at you and you are transformed. Wherever my eyes are fixed, my favor flows. God loves when you agree with him, when you remind him who he is from the word of God and you begin to agree with the truth. He's moved to bless you. When you sow praise and thanksgiving, you reap God's blessing, power, and favor. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, For all these things are for your sake, 
so that God's remarkable grace reaches more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving and the glory of our great God. Fixing your eyes on Jesus shows intentional attention on him, which causes him to fix his eyes on you. Wherever his eyes are fixed, his favor flows. God loves you. He can't help but love you because it's who he is. It's not what he does. But his manifest presence is for those he likes because he's welcomed by you when you fix your eyes on him and praise and worship. And that causes him to fix his eyes on you, motivating him to want to bless you with his presence. This is how the intimate relationship of friendship with God develops. It's a great privilege to be counted as one of God's friends, and it comes from spending time praising and worshiping him for pure enjoyment and not for any other selfish motivation. The more time you spend with the Lord in his presence for no personal agenda other than to be with him, the more his presence rubs off on you. This is the anointing. People can sense him on you and they're attracted to you because they're attracted to him. It's as simple as that. Enjoy him. Be his friend. Play with him in the special place. Jesus is just like us in friendship. He likes people who like him, who trust him, and make him feel welcome and those for whom he can count on to obey him. When you gaze at Jesus, he gazes back, and where his eyes fixed, his favor and transformational power flow. So prioritize him, and he'll prioritize you. A properly postured heart is the key to experiencing God's manifest presence. Spending time with him in praise and worshiping, meditating on the Bible with him, singing, praying in tongues, These are all ways to fix your eyes and focus your attention on him. Without any personal agendas and enjoying his presence, he will show up in his manifest presence for you and bless you. Let's take a few minutes and talk about communion. The Holy Sacrament of Communion was highlighted for me a lot over the last few months. Benny Johnson, well known for her books on the subject, had recently died and caused several people close to me to pick up her book and talk about it. I had a woman at church come up to me and say that on her drive to church, she had my face pop up in her mind, and she just heard the word communion and was told to tell me about it. So I took the hint, and recently I've instituted a daily holy habit of communion. At my Spirit Life Circle, we decided to have communion, and for the first time, I invited Jesus to lead the ceremony. I figured... He's the one that led the first communion, so who better than him to lead this one? My five-year-old self and Jesus were sitting on a grassy knoll in my special place. He had a blanket with communion elements on it, and we were sitting cross-legged across from each other. And he said, Have you ever wondered why this practice of remembering me with bread and wine is called communion? It's called communion because it's not just about what I endured before I was resurrected. But it's because of what was accomplished because of the resurrection. Not only did I remove your sins and overcome death and bring you eternal life in heaven, but it opened up the ability for you to commune directly with the Father. This was his deepest desire and was accomplished by my sacrifice through the power of the Holy Spirit. You now have the ability to directly connect with the triune God. This is part of what I want you to remember. 
Being able to sit here and talk with me like this is a privilege. I never want you to take it for granted, and I'm so happy that you're able to teach others how to cherish this incredible, miraculous truth. This is what the bread represents. Consuming the bread of my presence is fuel for your supernatural eternal life. So it's not just about what I endured to bring it to you, but also what it bought for you. The power and the privilege of direct encounters with the Holy Triune God. The wine represents my blood. Natural blood is life. It purifies and heals the body. Blood that stops flowing leads to death. My blood is supernatural and it flows eternally. My blood conquered sin and the grave. And when you believe me and the Holy Spirit indwells in you, my blood flows through you eternally and has the power to transform you into who I created you to be and to release my manifest presence in signs, wonders, and miracles. Nothing can stand against my blood. It heals, restores, and releases the will of the Father through you. The blood is the power. Taking communion, eating the bread, and drinking the wine without reflecting not only what I did for you and who I am, but what it bought for you and what it means for you is missing the entire point. If you take the elements as an empty religious habit, you do not activate the power of my love and have an improper heart posture for the sacrament. To have the full understanding and blessing of this commandment to remember me, you must have a humble and grateful heart to experience me through it. Not only remembering what I did for you, but remembering what it bought for you releases the practice of communion with great power. It is an important responsibility to steward. You are eating the bread of my presence and drinking the power of my blood. There is power when you take part in communion with me and can intentionally pull that power from heaven as a way to activate my will in heaven. So while you are partaking in communion with me, use it as a powerful prayer intercession strategy. Apply my blood over sickness, pain, suffering, needs for direction, deliverance. It was never meant to be an empty exercise. Wield the power of the bread of my presence and the blood and watch what I can do through it. I've never thought of communion that way and it changes my communion experience with the Lord daily. So now when I take communion, I do it with Jesus, not just for him, with a heart of gratitude and with intentionality. And we pray together according to the intentions of his heart for that day's communion. It's not what I want, it's what he wants, and I'm agreeing with that, and it activates him. What are the blessings that you receive when you invite God's manifest presence? The entire Experience Jesus podcast and book series is all about inviting God's manifest presence. When you can see and feel and hear and sense him, you're having encountering experiences with God that show you the realness of him and give him direct access to your heart so he can transform you. As a result, you begin to change into the person the Father sees you as already because of the covering of Jesus' finished work on the cross. You begin to connect with the kingdom emotions of peace and love and joy and are not easily brought down by the circumstances of life. It allows you to become who God called you to be and helps you to step into the destiny and fruit-bearing of your ideal Christian identity. It's really about creating holy habits of spending time 
with the Lord in the word and in encounters. God cannot come near pride, so the journey to the abundant Christian life is one of onion layers of peeling off pride and addressing issues that stand in the way of your Christ identity. Many experienced Jesus episodes address not only what God can do to transform you, but actually show you how to allow him to do that. One of the more significant learnings I've had through my own journey is the importance of childlike faith. Encountering God as your childlike self in the special place pulls down many walls and allows him more direct access to reveal his manifest presence in your heart and life. I've experienced more miracles than I can count related to God directly blessing me in surprising ways. I've shared some stories of them and times where God orchestrated dozens, perhaps even hundreds of people's lives in just a day to teach me one lesson. In one such story, I could have been killed by a car driving full speed toward me on the highway with an entire Barnum and Bailey circus on the berm on the highway on one side of me and a guardrail on the other blocking my way of escape. And then suddenly the guardrail disappeared and I was able to get off the road and did not get hit. See the full story of that in the Joy and Friendship with Jesus episode. Link below this episode of the pattyej.podbean.com site. God shows his manifest presence through people in the body of Christ. I have done many episodes about the Holy Spirit manifestation gifts, a generalized episode about all nine manifestation gifts, and then specific episodes going deeper into each one. When Jesus sent the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, he was depositing the capability of the fullness of the Godhead in the hearts of all believers. Every Christian who accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior has the seed of the Holy Spirit deposited in their heart. That seed must be nurtured and watered to grow into the full fruit-bearing plant it was intended to become in you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit begins the process of activating the Holy Spirit in your heart and swings wide the doors that contain those nine manifestation gifts in your heart. The more you invite the Holy Spirit and abide in Christ— the more Holy Spirit is able to transform you, as discussed earlier, for the purpose of releasing God's light and love of Christ in your circle of influence. The gifts are called Holy Spirit manifestation gifts because they literally release the supernatural power of God through you. Here are some verses that challenge and command us to release God's manifest presence. Matthew 10.1, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority and power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Acts 14.3, so Paul and Barnabas stayed for a long time, speaking boldly and confidently for the Lord, who continued to testify to the word of his grace, granting them signs and wonders, attesting miracles being done by them. Mark 16, 17, and 18. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. 
John 14.12 I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these in extent and in outreach, because I am going to the Father. It is the mark of the born-again, spirit-led believer to be releasing manifest power and gifts of the Holy Spirit, living naturally, supernaturally. This is something that happens as you grow in maturity in Christ, that the Lord will begin to trust you to release his signs, wonders, and miracles. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. I also wanted you to prayerfully consider attending our Breakthrough Spirit Life Workshop that will be held in Lebanon, Oregon, October 21st to 23rd, 2022. You will experience three days of carefully facilitated Jesus encounters, drawing you closer and increasing your intimacy with Christ. You will experience miraculous healing, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, and equipping you for your calling with an increased anointing and clarity about your destined purpose. Check out our information at spiritlifeworkshops.com. The link will be below this episode, and we hope to see you there. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. Spend some time with Jesus after you've played with him for a few minutes really thanking and praising him for your blessings. One of the ways I like to do that is to just go through the alphabet and just say the things one alphabet letter at a time that you're grateful for. Or you're grateful that you are adopted and that you are God's beloved and that you are a child of the living God, that kind of thing. So spend some time just really reflecting on that And then afterwards, ask the Lord to show you the ways that he has created you to release his manifest presence in your circle of influence. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope you were challenged a little bit today to learn about God's omnipresence and his manifest presence and the importance of inviting him and making him feel welcome and that you could be a cherished friend of God, and he could be your cherished friend as well. 
Know what he could do through you if you realized the power that you had within him. And I would also like to challenge you to do some communion, perhaps more than once a week and as much as the Lord prompts you to do, and to really have that allow you to appreciate the Savior and also to realize that you have the power through it to pray with great effect when you do. So practice those things and make comments below if you have anything exciting that happens and that the Lord shows you. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.